you? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm doing good. I just got set good. up, and you ready to uh, do some talking? Oh, I think so. There is um, there is something in the air here that about half an hour ago hit me, and I have been sneezing and coughing. I'm going to try to get it under control as best I can. Uh, it was like it just new. It's, uh, it's probably spring that's in the air. <laughs> probably, probably. It's hitting How long too. is this podcast? Uh, so it's going to be about 30 minutes or so, um, but I can okay. absolutely edit out, you know, any over amounts of <laughs> sneezing and coughing if you have. Are you still, are you still okay to do it today? I, I am. I think I'm, I think I'm good enough to do it. I've been looking forward to talking to you and, uh, I'm, I'm glad to know that you have editing capability. <laughs> I know that sometimes when I talk to folks, um, in an interview, they're like, just just keep talking, and we'll cut and cut and cut. And um, I'm like, well, be careful what you ask for, because I can talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I would rather have to edit down mm-hmm. instead of, like, trying to pull information out, and it, you know, gets to, like, a, a good 15 minutes. <laughs> so. I, mean, I totally understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready whenever you are. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so you got the questions. Unfortunately, my paper printed out, I'm going to have to, like, get my reading glasses or something, um, because my paper printed out, and it's so tiny. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what happened. But anyway, yeah, and I've, just to make you feel a little bit better, I've actually got some stuff in my throat as well, because spring is really okay. hitting here, too. I know, right? So we can both sound snarfly together. I'm sure people will want to hear that. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, okay, so yes, um, we'll just uh, we'll start a conversation. It'll go how okay. it goes. Um, I usually, I say usually. This is like kind of a new, um, a new uh, format that I'm doing here. So I'm going to try to okay. keep it to like between thirty, forty minutes um, after editing and stuff. So, uh, okay. so yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. So, Frank, thank you so much for being on Sounding the Light today. Um, how are you doing? Oh, I'm I'm doing okay, Tara. We've got some stuff in the air here, just like you have in Eugene, and I've got a little bit of uh, snarfle in my throat and nose, but I'm going to be all right. All right. So, spring has sprung. <laughs> It has. <laughs> Which is good in some ways, but not so good in others. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Chris here, he, uh, he he definitely has a lot of allergies out here. And so, yes, there's a lot of allergy medication that goes around our house with both the kids and, and husband. So. <laughs> <laughs> I understand, for sure. Oh, my. So, um so as I've got you here on the phone, um, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, talk to us and everything, or talk to me. Yeah, I'm going to totally edit that out. <laughs> yeah, see, you're not the only one I'll be editing. <laughs> I think I'll be editing more of myself than anybody else. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So while we are in, you know what, n- never mind. Also, it's been a while. I've done one other interview before you. That was last week, and okay. uh, which I'll be posting tomorrow. But um, 
So it's been about three years since I've done, you know, interviewing of people. So it might take me a minute to (laughs) to kind of get back into my interviewing, you know, clothes. (laughs) Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. So I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to be on Sounding the Light today. I know that you've got a very busy schedule, and it's your busy schedule that has brought us to this conversation today. Can we talk about that a little bit? Absolutely, too. All right. So you are in just at south of Atlanta, Georgia. And mm-hmm. how long have you been there? <laughs> We've been here. Um, well, my family moved here in 1969. Nice. Um, so we've been here for a while. Uh, I grew up here in uh, Fayetteville, Georgia. Graduated from Fayette County High School in, let's just say, 1980-something. And... Uh, <laughs> We moved away for a little while after my wife and I got married, but we've been back now for 15 years. Wow. Um, I came back to pastor a, a, a local church, Rolling Hills Baptist Church, and uh, then God has uh, been at work and has moved us in other areas as well. So let's talk about those other areas. Um, actually, first of all, I would love to hear, before we get into anything else, do you yeah. have any memories of your growing up years that really stand out as, you know, something funny or something warm, happy, whatever? You know, I've tried to block most of my growing up years. <laughs> 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 A lot of therapy. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, you know, I remember the same kinds of things um, I guess most people who grew up went, when I grew up remember, you know. Uh, mm. I have um, lots of memories of just family and church. Um, the the town I live in now is very different, even though it's in the same place geographically. It's very different than the town I grew up in. Um, I grew up uh, in sort of a uh, Mayberry type <laughs> environment, mm-hmm. and uh, everything uh, revolved around church and, and family and uh, school. But um, you know, uh, our family. Uh, it was uh, my sister and I. I. I have a younger sister. Um, my, uh, father and my mother and my, uh, my maternal grandmother lived with us as well. And everybody just had, um, a very, uh, a very interesting and distinctive sense of humor. Um, my, my mom was just a clown who made us all laugh. Uh, my, my grandmother just said things funny you know she didn't she didn't say funny things so much she just said things funny <laughs> without <laughs> and, meaning to uh, be <laughs> yeah often without meaning to be sometimes that's uh, even funnier mispronunci- mispronunciations of words or uh just you know phrases that she would use things like that uh my you know my my dad's got a a great sense of comedic timing although he doesn't realize it it's just really <laughs> natural to him um, and we went through, like every family, we went through, we went through a lot of um, twists and turns. My parents divorced when I was eighteen. Um, we had uh, some. Um, we, had, we had a lot of a, a lot of issues in our family growing up, and uh, that sense of humor, though, um, particularly my mom, it seemed like everything sort of she was the polar axis that everything turned on. I can't imagine making it through those years. Mm-hmm with any sanity whatsoever without her insanity. I mean, she just, uh, she just made us laugh and helped us to breathe through the difficult times and, uh, learned, learned a lot from her. She's been gone for 20 years now. Wow. Um, and, uh, uh, I, I, I miss her every day, but I, I, I try to, I try to emulate her and, uh, 
now now it's my turn to try to make my kids laugh through the hard times. Mm, that's a good thing to know and a good thing to pass on as well. Yeah, yeah, kind of a, a legacy of laughter. <laughs> yeah. So you were talking yeah. about some hard times. Did that? Did anything that happened in your younger years inspire you to become a pastor? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, you know, there were times when, um, when, when being home um, was difficult. Um, there were um, our, our family was pretty emotional, and um, not um, you know, nobody nobody was likely to keep their emotions to themselves. They were just kind of out there, mm-hmm. and uh, so that leads to um, sometimes just. Uh, uh, general unrest. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I found that, um, I found that being, um, at, at my church was a place where I could find peace. And, um, sometimes that peace was in uh relationship with uh, friends that I had there. Sometimes that peace was just, um, very simply in, in my relationship with Jesus. Um, that that uh, all all of that difficulty, all of those hard times, drove me deeper and deeper into uh, into my faith. How old were you when you first met him? I was uh, about seven years old. Hmm. We were um, we'd been we'd been going to uh, this church in the north end of Fayette County, a little country church. Um, probably less than a hundred people. I'm certain there were less than a hundred people. And, uh, I had been asking questions for a long time, um, that uh, my parents just, you know, either, either they had grown tired of trying to answer or they knew that they couldn't answer. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm asking them questions that they can't answer and they're giving me answers that I just continue to question. <laughs> and, <laughs> Uh, my my mom finally said, "You're just going to have to talk to the preacher." And so one Sunday morning after uh, church, I came up behind him. He was standing there at the back door. You know, folks were sort of lined up to shake his hand, and um, I, I I just sort of uh, swept around uh, to the back side and, and snuck up behind him, and I I tugged on his jacket, and he whipped around like. Uh, who touched me <laughs> and and there I was and uh I I remember saying uh I think I'm ready mm. to become a Christian and he immediately put that long queued up line on hold and mm. uh told all those adults um I I have more pressing matters you'll have to excuse me and uh, he put his hand on my shoulder we walked down to uh, the altar of the church, and we sat there for a long while. Uh, you know what he wanted to understand was: um, did, did did I have a clear understanding uh, that I was a sinner? Yeah. And uh, I certainly did. Uh, my mother and grandmother had done an excellent job of teaching me that um, I, I was a sinner by nature and by choice, and that I was absolutely hopeless without Jesus, um, <laughs> well deserving of death and hell. And uh, I believed it at seven. I knew it. And uh, and then he wanted to make sure that I understood um, that uh, I needed a Savior, that Jesus was that Savior, that his his death on the cross was an atoning, substitutionary death for me. And as best as a seven-year-old can understand that, mm-hmm. I did. And, you know, the most 
remarkable thing happened, Tara, because um, in in those moments, just sitting there with that pastor, he asked me if I would pray with him, and I said yes, and I, I have no memory of what we prayed. But what I know is that in that moment, um, the God of, of all creation inclined his ear. Um, this uh, little rural community uh, surrounded by uh, cornfields and cows and the seven-year-old boy who didn't matter to anybody except for his 